Hello. Hi, everybody. I'm Sarah Westcott. <laughs> yes, you are. It's a good thing you pointed at yourself before you did it. This is Katie Willie. And this is To Be Read. This is a podcast where we talk about books and the cocktails that go along with the books. Yay. And in this case, we finally have our microphones working, and I don't even remember what book we're talking about at this point. <laughs> oh, my God. That took a long time, it was unfortunately. Painful. Yeah. Thankfully, my husband knows um, what he's doing when it comes to electronic devices. He knows how to plug things in. Yeah. Yeah, he does. That's what she said. Anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god we just got real racy on this <laughs> oh you said racy oh, and this I whole did. book is about race I know, in a different I know. way a much different way um so how are you i'm i'm doing well katie um i guess <laughs> <laughs> i had a mishap today uh so I basically, I, I don't know if I broke my wrist or not. It looks pretty bad. Look at that. Look at that bruise. It looks pretty bad. It's a nice bruise. Um, yeah. So a concrete, a concrete, a granite slab fell on my arm today um, while I was picking out countertop samples. Uh, so that was fun. But <laughs> that being said, I was very You're excited. You're picking out countertop samples. Out countertop samples. Yeah. I was super excited. We're still moving along in the whole house thing. Um, we've had a lot of appointments and pretty soon i think our next appointment is flooring and that's like the last one for a while so we're moving along we're nice moving along. so you are gonna have some floors in your house we are definitely gonna have some floors in this house there's some floors in your house <laughs> the highlight of the wine weekend highlight indeed yeah <laughs> how are you katie <laughs> i think i'm okay it's been a really long week of work yeah there's a lot of stuff going on I mean, it's, it's Friday, so that's something. It is. It's the Friday And I before. left not too far into, not too far after work was supposed to end, so that was good. Oh, it's the Friday good. before what? I was just, just going to say it's the Friday before this episode actually comes out. Like, we're, we're oh, recording, yeah. like, yeah. pretty in quick succession here. Yeah. So, um, Go, Producer Chris. Yeah. Here's your time frame. You could do it. We won't fuck this one up at all. Oh, yeah, Just, like, in the first minute. There's going to be, like, a whole lot of pauses and ums and uhs, like there always uh, are. Yep. Yeah. That's how we do. That's how yeah. we roll. Sorry yep. about that. Anyway. Hope you're feeling okay. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, do you have any more house things cl- to say? Stuff? House Is that what they call yeah, it? That yeah. would be it. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't think I, don't. I do, mm-hmm. right? All right. So then let's just jump in the prologue. I mean, we're yes. going to have a very yes. long discussion probably about yes, this specific we book. absolutely were. Oh, did you um, read anything else recently? Did I? Oh, I just finished one actually. Um, it was called Before the Ruins, and I cannot remember who the frig wrote it. I wish I had written it down. But really good. I really enjoyed it. It okay. was like not exactly what as what I was expecting, but it was a mystery about a woman my age. Like you know, she's yeah, you said she was thirty eight, and yeah. you didn't. You, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I read it, and it, the first time I was like, oh, she's thirty eight. What what am I gonna fucking? Yeah, all of her life. Check out this old bitch, and yeah. here I am at thirty eight years yeah. old. <laughs> anyway, it was really good. I enjoyed it. Definitely recommend it. So nice. Yeah, I can completely agree with all of the things you just said. I haven't read a book recently where I was like, I don't know this person, but I, last Friday I was talking to my mother in law, and I said, you know, thirteen years ago when I was seventeen, and she. She goes, you want to try that math again? And I was like, uh, <laughs> not quite. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's so 23, that's, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I definitely was a decade off. But Damn. 13 years sounded so much better than it 23. It really does. It really does. Anyways. I still am getting, coming to terms with the fact that 
it was like, this is my 20 year anniversary for graduating high yep. school this year. It's painful. It's really painful. There's Don't no, get like, really, 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 really drunk. Well, I'm not, they, we're not even having anything. Okay. Nobody has mentioned anything at all. I think for the 10 year anniversary, I didn't even go. It was a camp weekend and I went to that instead. Yeah, I didn't go to my <laughs> 10 year either. And then I was like, you know what? I'm definitely going to go to my 20 year. And then I thought I should just drink and not eat food. And that didn't went, end. It, went it well. didn't end or, well. Yes. Not at all. Oh not even God. close. Well, I gave fun, a speech. Though. You gave a speech. People that I graduated high school with probably heard me say more words in one night than I ever did in high school. In the four years of high yeah. school. That's impressive. With a microphone and everything. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. I would love to see a tape of that. There's uh, supposedly exist. there is some. Um... I was going to say, it's got to exist. I don't know. Yeah, that's yeah. fun. Anywho. Anyway, um, now we can finally jump into the prologue. Yes. The, the prologue. So before we go any further, okay. I want to do like a... Uh, I don't know. I made a star and arrow and a number one is that as much as I can, I am hoping to not come off as racial insensitive because I am not intending to, but I do know that there's a lot of hot topics with this book. Yes. A lot. And I am white and you are white and Correct. I don't want to offend anybody. And I apologize in advance if I do. And I want you to call me out on it. Same. Same. That. I have been, I have had the same thoughts the entire week leading up to this recording because um i i we like katie just said we're both white and we have not lived the experiences that these people um have lived and it's hard it's hard to like put yourself in that position when you can't i mean this is what what white privilege is all about yes we have no idea yes what you've gone through but we're here to learn and yep. that's what we are trying to do and that's why i have been really adamant about reading um uh, authors of color, especially women. And like, I, I've been reading like almost strictly them sometimes, you know, it's, and I make it a point to look into, uh, you know, what authors are, are writing about and especially young adult fiction. I fucking love young yeah, adult you fiction. Absolutely. And there's so many amazing, uh, black women authors who write young adult fiction and, and do it fantastically. Yes. And this book, which is The Hate You Give by Angie Thomas is no exception, obviously. Good. Awesome. So, Katie, I'm before we jump into uh, the synopsis, I'm just going to give my little fun fact spiel about the book really quickly, okay? okay? Um, so, as I said, this is The Hate You Give by Angie Thomas. It was published on February 28th, 2017. It debuted. This was her book debut, by the way. And this book debuted number one on the New York Times Young Adult Bestsellers list, and it stayed there for 50 weeks. That's insane. Yeah. Crazy, right? This book is obviously very heavy with themes of race. It has a lot of coarse language, um, and that caused it to be uh, on like most challenged books uh, lists for the years of 2017, 2018, and 2020. Um, they took a break in 2019, apparently. Yeah, I don't really know. I, I was kind of They didn't uh, feel like challenging strange. anything. Yeah, they are just like, yeah. oh, no, we're not going to challenge this one. No. Um, and uh, it started as a short story that she wrote in college in 2009, and it was in um, response to the um, police killing of Oscar Grant on New Year's Eve in California. And there's actually a movie. I have not yet seen the movie. I really, this is one of those movies I really have had on my list to watch forever. It's called Fruitvale Station. And Michael B. Jordan plays um, Oscar I Grant. I love him. I love him too. And like, that's one of those reasons I'm just like, oh, I gotta see this movie because mm -hmm. it's Michael B. Jordan. Absolutely adore him. And like, this is one of those things. Like, you know, I think that one, this killing has stood out kind of as 
a major turning point, I guess, in like, um, in like protesting and all that stuff. And you know, that this was before like, uh, Eric Garner and at any point, um, at any rate, this, uh, those are my fun facts for the book. Um, super looking forward to talking about it with you though. Yes. Absolutely. So why don't you jump into our synopsis here? Okay. It's kind of a long one. Yeah. Uh, 16-year-old Star Carter moves between two worlds, the poor black neighborhood where she lives and the fancy suburban prep school she attends. The uneasy balance between these worlds is shattered when Star witnesses the fatal shooting of her childhood best friend, Khalil, at the hands of a police officer. Khalil was unarmed. I also realized that there was a comma there and not a pause or period, <laughs> so I apologize for the awkward reading of that. You're doing great, Katie. Just All right. It's also really shiny and hard to see because it's gold. <laughs> Anyways, soon afterward, Khalil's death is a national headline. Some are calling him a thug, maybe even a drug dealer and a gangbanger. Star's best friend at school suggests he may have had it coming. I hated her, by the way. Mm-hmm. When it becomes clear the police have little interest in investigating the incident, protesters take to the streets and Star's neighborhood becomes a war zone. What everyone wants to know is what really went down that night, and the only person alive who can answer that is Star. But what Star does or does not say could destroy her community. It could also endanger her life. Angie Thomas's searing debut about an ordinary girl in extraordinary circumstances addresses issues of racism and police violence with intelligence, heart, and unflinching honesty. And then it says something about this as being the collector's edition, which is why it's shiny. Ah, I'm not going to read that part. But I did get a used copy, and there's a cute little note in here that says, I can't wait to hear what you think about this book. Hate University. Love, Howard. I thought that was cute. That's really cool. That's very interesting. Yes. Um, Okay, so before we get into the heavy... We need our drink. We need to drink first. We need to drink yes, this yes. watered-down cocktail it's that been is... sitting in front of us for a while while my husband tried to fix yep. our um, technical issues. Yes. Uh, so we've been staring at it for a while. Yes. So, Katie, why don't you tell everybody what we're drinking tonight? So, uh, before I say what it actually is, The Hate You Give is the start of, the, of an acronym for Thug Life, as described by Tupac. So I googled Thug Cocktail thinking that that would be a good way to get to a thug passion which is the cocktail that we are drinking it is half alizé and half champagne it is a very beautiful blue and i cannot wait to try this it's a te- uh, side I- note it's supposed to be crystal but we were not paying for no crystal. no 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 <laughs> nobody has paid us to do this podcast <laughs> right, yet exactly. so we are still drinking exactly. regular champagne fruit champagne or whatever yeah. the hell it is all right let's do it I can drink that. I like that. it. Yeah, That's absolutely. Delicious. It's very summery. Like, it's super, yeah. like, you could drink this by it's the fruity. pool. For sure. Very fruity. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's not too watered down. Had to have another sip right away. It's yeah. good. Yeah. I like it. I've never had Alizé before. Me neither. Didn't even know it was a thing until uh, you sent me the recipe. So, that's cool. It tastes delicious. It certainly does. Yeah. Even though I bought it at 10 o'clock this morning on a Friday. And... Yeah. Real... Real classy. Real classy. With it. You went real rolling classy in. With it today, yeah. <laughs> there was not a line at the liquor store at 10 a.m. So are you saying I should go at 10 a.m. every time I go to the liquor store? Yeah, now? pretty okay. much. Sounds good. Um, all right. I guess we might as well just jump into our story, right? Yes. All right. Let's do it. All right. The story. Um, okay. So we obviously we always start out just by asking each other how you like the book. I read this book before, as you know. This is the theme of our podcast. It is. It Sarah reads a book way. and says we should both read it and talk yes. about it, and then and that I, happens. I think this is, this, is, this is one of the last times it's going to happen. Nope, I'm lying, because I've read No, I've Summer read... Sisters and Time Traveler's yes, Life. Yes, yeah, okay. yeah. Damn. What, whatever. Anyways. I just like, I like reading books. I can't help it. I've read a lot of them, um, and ones that are really good to talk about. Yep. So, uh, Katie, what did you think about this book? I absolutely love this book. I could not put it down. Mm-hmm. It, I, like, flew through it. I was constantly thinking I need to pick it up I want to finish I want to know what's going to happen yeah um I absolutely 
loved how time sensitive it is without being time sensitive. Right. So she wrote it in 2017. It's still applicable at this point in time based on something that happened in 2009 and is still happening. And it's just. That's heavy, like super heavy. It's and that's one of the things that I'm like, you know, I struggle with. And again, like my white privilege is showing, like I struggle with the fact that this is something that is still happening. Yeah. And no matter how many protests have happened, no matter who is protesting at all, no matter who gets money for training and body cameras and sensitivity training, and it just doesn't change. It's not made even a lick of difference. Yep. Obviously, like, since she's written this, like, so much has happened even since then. So many more people have been murdered. And, um, you know, we'll talk about that a lot as we go through. It's just really disappointing. It's just something that's really disappointing. And, like, you know, our last podcast, we talked about Vox and we were talking about feminist issues there and and whatever. Um, And so, like, I don't know, this is our very, like, heavy heavy social heavy heavy period socioeconomic like period whatever um obviously we don't want to make light of any of this stuff i just you know katie and i do like to have fun while we're talking about books we and as katie said in the beginning we don't want to offend anybody and um it's hard to talk about what we're saying is it it is such a heavy topic and we don't have the experiences so I mean, I was unbelievably frustrated reading this book Correct. and and the experiences that were being described. And I think she did it wonderfully. Yes. Um, Through an amazing, uh, like, first-person narrator, star. star she's you know? my favorite character. She's amazing. She, uh, I, yes. Yeah. Like, wonderful. her inner monologue and the comments that she has yes. back to her mom, like, in her head, like, yeah, I did that. No, I didn't. Yeah. Like, yeah. I just... She's very... Oh. She's quintessential 16 year old kid yes you know and like she's having fun while also dealing with incredibly heavy things and um you know especially for a black a black woman you know what i mean yes basically the whole book kicks off stars at a party she's telling us that she's two different people basically she is the star from Garden Heights when she's in Garden Heights with all of her, her black friends, the friends that she grew up with, um, you know, and then she is white star, I guess. In yeah. A way, yeah. Williamson star. When she goes to Williamson, which is a prep school. And there's like, what, two other black kids in the school? Yep. And they're supposed to date. Uh, yes. And they're supposed to date. Yes, yeah. exactly. They, they always make the joke that, uh, hey, black boyfriend, you know, yeah. whatever. Hi. Hi again. <laughs> so we just had a minor interruption because my child was hungry because when I tried to feed him dinner, he didn't want to eat. And then he decided he needed to open the door to ask us. Yes. And we realized how uh, echoey Sarah sounded. So now we are in a uh, same closet, same table, new setup yeah. with just one mic. Just so one microphone. Go Hopefully with this. this works. Yeah. Hopefully it works well. And I apologize. I have learned that my voice is just naturally louder than Katie's. So sorry if I'm screaming in your ear, people. (laughs) (laughs) It's just the way it is. All right. Where did we leave off? I have no no fucking idea. Honestly, not even a clue. Let's just let's just go. Let's just fucking start over again. Let's just do it. We're not going to start over. I don't. That's not what I mean. I just mean like let's just fucking get a conversation going. Let's do it. Cheers to round two of our cocktail, yes. because that's what we got to. Yes, we did. So one more sip before we start. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yep, still good. Still delicious. Um, 
I wonder, I wonder how much better it would taste with Cristal though. <laughs> well, I've never had Cristal, so I wouldn't be able Neither to tell I. you. But it, it's got to be good because it's I don't so understand. But like, what makes it so expensive? Um. Well, obviously, like the name, the name brand probably. Yeah, is but is one it like thing, better but... grapes? I'm gonna guess like just like just like certain just, like, wines throw that are shit on the just throwing stuff all over the place. No, but I'm gonna guess that like just like w- wines are more expensive because of the grapes or because of where they're made and how they're made and whatever. Like I would assume that's the same Where's thing. Where's Cristal for made? California, I think. Then Somewhere that's in California. Dumb. It should not be expensive. We live uh-huh. here. It's America. It should, <laughs> should be free. Everything should be Everything. free. Goddamn yes, it. exactly. Um, all right. All right. Yeah. So but let's get, let's just move into a conversation on the whole book. We did start that. Um, I think we were talking about how Star has to act like two separate, two different people. people. Absolutely. Um, when she's with her black friends and then when she's with her white friends and like, just oh, you were to- talking about the beginning of the book. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Right. And how she was at a party at the party. Uh, she meets up with a friend that she hasn't seen in a while, Khalil. Who's adorable. <sighs> yeah. But that's a movie, movie conversation. That's a movie Sorry. conversation, <laughs> but he was dreamy as fuck, was he not? Yes. Oh, God. Yep. Um, yeah, he was very good looking. And yeah, we'll talk about that. And yep. we do have a screen episode coming yes. out next week. So just keep that on, you know, on your radar. Yeah. Um, I will say I do understand that experience of having somebody that you've been friends with for your entire life yep. and you just have a better relationship with them than anything else. Yeah. It's almost to the point of being a sibling, but when there's that whole flirtatious side of mm-hmm. it too, it's just such a deep connection that you have with these people. Right. And and it's just, you know, you had the embarrassing experiences and everybody has them at some point in their life. And it's just, it's so ingrained in who like, you are. And you look at this person and you're like, you know things about me. We took baths together. Like yep. she mentioned, they took baths together. They've seen everything. She He was her first kiss, yep. which, you know, is, is a cute story. Um, but obviously, like within literal pages of this book starting the main tragedy that catapults like the rest of star's story happens yeah and um they leave this party because of gunshots at the party um they're pulled over um it's just khalil and star in the car they get pulled over star keeps asking khalil to do what they're taught to do yeah which is immediately show your hands and make sure put that your hands no sudden your movements hands, no sudden answer movements. the questions exactly. be polite yep don't give them a reason don't give the cop a reason to pull their gun basically um this that was a whole uh going back to my frustration with this book is like i that's who i am i am essentially quote unquote i've always been kind of a goody two-shoes and don't like getting in trouble and anytime i've ever gotten pulled over which thank god hasn't been that many times i'm nervous as shit me too but i'm nervous as shit that i'm gonna get in trouble and that (laughs) i'm gonna get a ticket exactly i'm not nervous as shit that That i'm I'm gonna die Mm -hmm. and that it's 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 speech taking yes it yes i don't even know i can't even fathom I think, the, and this is what, what pisses me off the most about people um, who will, there's always, 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 every time this happens, and, ha- you know, unfortunately, as we said, happens frequently still, every time this happens and it becomes national news, there's always those people who said, well, they just should have done what the cop told them to do. Right. They just should have done what the yep. cop told them to do. No matter what a person has done, 
even if they've broken the law in some way, that is not a reason. A reason. It's not a death sentence. You don't get to decide that. It's not a death sentence. And oh my god, I damn it. That's a screen. It's gonna. It's for the screen episode. Episode. (laughs) Damn it. There was a quote in the movie that I just wanna. I wanna quote right now, but we'll we'll save that for later. At any rate, (laughs) um, no matter what has been done, and especially on a routine traffic stop, like which in the book there was no reason for them to even get pulled he over. He said that there was a taillight out, correct? Right. I mean, who the fuck pulls people over right. for that in the first place? You know, right. like I don't know. Honestly, it's it's the whole racial it's him profiling being out way. looking for a reason for and a reason, hunting exactly. down essentially yes. a reason to give somebody a ticket. Yes. Maybe it was the end of the month. Yes. And I mean, again, you're talking about young kids. So these are kids who are 16, 17 years old. They've only been driving for a little while. Yeah, I'm sure that their parents have had the unfortunate discussion with them that most black parents have to have with their children about these kinds of situations and making sure that you're not put in this kind of situation. But they're also kids and they're going to make those mistakes and and they're still kids. They're still children. They're yeah. still children. So I, I don't know. It, it's that was a really difficult scene to read. And rereading it again, even was it still struck me the exact same as it did the first time I read yeah. it. Like yeah. jaw on the it's, on the floor, cry, tears come. It's, you know, it's, yes, it's, it's horrifying. It's painful, especially knowing that there was no cause for it mm-hmm. there was no reason for it yeah. there uh, he patted him down three times yes he didn't he knew have that there anything wasn't, yeah. he wasn't drinking he wasn't smoking there was nothing that was quote-unquote scary about him other than the fact that he was black exactly exactly that's what the fe- where the fear lies so mo- moving on from that i guess um you know it happens and again it's it's the whole catalyst for star's story and and how she learns to use her voice to um hopefully enact change in some way um and you know just kind of unfortunately this girl has had to grow up way quicker than most people have had to grow up yeah she not only has khalil died in front of her but she also witnessed six years previous to that her other best friend being shot in a drive-by shooting while they were playing when they were 10. Yep. I can't even begin to fathom what that does to a person. Not at all. And for her to still be as a well-adjusted person as she is and can go to this this uh prep school and and yeah like it's it's insane. I I I don't know. I feel like she somehow has not developed these internal uh doubts about herself like how come i'm the only one that survived why did she die and then he died like you know what i mean like that that part uh, who's to say it's not to come down the road right right because only six years have passed since the first Mm -hmm. one and now another friend has died Mm -hmm. um the just, parallel of it being the Harry Potter trio I know, I, and just I I, like, uh And that whole part of the book really got me. Obviously, as a big Harry Potter fan, mm-hmm. it's just like, you know, I don't know. It's just like one of those things where you look at you look at your differences with, um, you know, when, you know, we're talking about color, like we're white, they're black. It doesn't matter. 
we're all we're all Harry we Potter fans except for her dad and thoughts and like, yeah oh yeah her dad was funny with the Harry Potter stuff the, the, I do have a quote that I want to bring into later but um yeah I mean that's what I mean though like we're all human we're all people yeah. and like we all have these experiences that we go through and unfortunately because of systemic racism there are more unfortunate things that happen and it's just it's really just not fair it's not fair and it's disorienting to read about and take in you know what i mean that being said let's jump into some like some just some fun things or not really fun things i guess but so after this happens you know we meet uncle carlos and we learn that uncle carlos he is an interesting character he is a very interesting character and we learn that uncle carlos is a cop for one Mm -hmm. thing um and he was also he acted as star's father basically figure Stand-in father, um, yeah. when her father went to prison he was in a gang um he served somebody else he served time. basically was it, King, was it he served time? king's time yes yeah. basically um and that's why king let it actually let, let him, him out. out of the garden disciples because no king Lords. oh king lords yeah king, king lords. lords duh yeah the garden disciples were the other game yeah they're talking in i believe they're at um at star's house and obviously they're talking like this just the the murder has just happened and carlos comes over and um they're talking about it and he says maverick she's seen two of her friends get killed mama says two and she's only 16 and one was at the hands of a person who was supposed to protect her what do you think if you live next door to them they'll treat you different and then carlos says why does it always have to be about race with you other races aren't killing us nearly as much as we're killing ourselves and he says, please, if I kill Tyrone, I'm going to prison. If a cop kills me, he's getting put on leave, maybe. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's just, obviously, we've seen this happen over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. They rarely lose their jobs. They rarely get tried for any kind of... They never lose pay. No, nothing, nothing. And a cop is always, always given the benefit of the doubt in this situation. Well, like like I said, they should have been listening to what the officer told them. They shouldn't have run away. They're scared. Yeah. They're scared. You're the police officer. You are supposed... You have the gun. Mm-hmm. You are the one with the power in this situation. I just... It's an insane abuse of power and... I mean, I can't say it enough. We've watched it happen over and over and over again and... I don't know. I really like the fact that Uncle Carlos is a cop. Yeah. I love the whole other side that he brings into it because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I did too. There is a difference between Uncle Carlos movie version and Uncle Carlos book version. And yeah. we will definitely discuss that. Yeah. Um, Uncle Carlos book version. I liked him a lot more. Agreed. Um, he... Yeah, he brought in that other side, like, you know, this is my colleague, this was my friend, you know, yeah, I've, I've I know gone out to is. dinner with him, you know, know, that kind is. of thing. Yeah. I know who he is. Um, but this Uncle Carlos in the in the book realized that it still shouldn't have happened. Right. And he ends up on leave himself. Because he punches the shit out of him. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, that's just... yeah. <laughs> this is a, such a hard thing to talk about yep. and like i'm trying to i know you are probably doing the same thing I'm trying to do it in a way that it just makes it seem like we're trying to learn you know what i mean yes. we're trying to learn yeah. to Absolutely. be better and whatever what's next so one of the things that i i was as far as the book goes um and angie thomas and the way she wrote it 
I loved the fact that she had, and I already said this a little bit, the the different, well, we were talking about it, the different voices for Star. Yes. And how she has these two different personas. Mm-hmm. Um, and it And it's not just, I have to act this way, and then she speaks differently. The whole narration of the book and the the thoughts and all of the interactions in the different scenes when she's in Williamson or if she's in Garden Heights, it's different. Like yeah. even her thoughts sound different and yep. they're written different. Um, and I thought that she did that fantastic. I think so too. I think so too. And it almost makes you wonder... And I didn't even look this up. Like, is where it possible? Did she go to school? Is Absolutely. it possible that Angie Thomas grew up in a situation like this yeah. where she had to? I have do the collector's the edition again, still gold, and I feel like there was stuff in the back. I definitely had some stuff in the back too. Um, I just can't remember. Like, you know, it's a conversation with her, and my book is the movie tie-in book, so there's actually an interview with like people in the movie and stuff, which was kind of cool to read about. So another thing I wanted to say about the actual book w- without going into the, well, I guess it's still the, the social injustice and all of that that comes along with that is that, you know, I, we read a lot and I read a lot of books and I like pretty little bows at the mm-hmm. end of my books. I like them to be tied up neatly. I, I don't like hanging out ends. Yep. And I'm a sucker for not necessarily a happy ending, but like a positive ending. Right. And reading the book, I wanted it to end differently. I wanted the cop to be tried. Mm-hmm. I wanted him to be held accountable. And I'm. it's hard for me to say this, but I'm glad she didn't do that. It didn't make for a pretty little bow, and it didn't make for a pretty little story. It's not the kind of story. it's not supposed to. It's not supposed to. And it's not the way it is. So I... I, She told it as real as she possibly could. Yeah. And this is the way that this thing always goes down, unfortunately. I mean, like we said, it's very infrequent that a cop ever even loses his job after something like this. Yeah. If she's going to tell a real story, then no, it's not going to end the way that you really want it to end. The good thing is that it was ended positively for star yes like she's, she's she has grown as a person she, she feels yes. better about the fact that she was there and witnessed it and and did something yes and and is going to continue to keep yeah. trying to do things yep. as she grows up and like just seeing how she is at the end of the book when she's still only 16 years old this is going to be a force of nature kind of person you know more than uh, likely she's going to end up going to law school like Miss Oprah like and like yeah, yeah exactly like so that's the kind of thing it, that's the kind of like positive thing that you're gonna see in a book like this you know I mean because there's there's really no positive to it no. other than that so um I want to go to a quick quote really um on page 154 I didn't flag a single quote in here. Oh, no. Not because I didn't think it was good, but I think I was reading it so fast to get, like, just oh, keep yeah. going that oh, I yeah. I got done. And I was like, I didn't even fold any pages down. I, know. <laughs> I always have to make sure. I'm just like, oh, my God, I have to make sure that I actually, ha- like, I'm bringing things yeah. out of this that I and want that, to. And I think it absorbed me so much that I didn't even, I don't know. Right. I knew we were going to have a lot to talk about because of the topic and not so much specifically the book. Yes. But. Yeah. Um. So I can't exactly remember what the context is for this. I feel like uh, the mom, Lisa, is picking her up from school or something. I love her, too. I I know. She's great. She's Mm -hmm. a great character. Great, like, just strong female character. I love it. Role model that just sticks with, yeah. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Um, So she's talking about how when Star was born, um, 
she didn't cry at first and she was worried yep. that she wasn't, wasn't alive. Yeah. Um, and she said, uh, I freaked out. Your daddy couldn't calm me down. He was barely calm himself. After the longest minute of my life, you cried. I think I cried harder than you, though. I knew I did something wrong. But one of the nurses took my hand. Mama grabs my hand again, looked me in the eye and said, sometimes you can do everything right and things will still go wrong. The key is to never stop doing right. Yeah. I just like That's goosebumps. It's goosebumps. So goosebumps. I remember reading that and I think I cried as I was reading that. I'm like, what an just any time that you can take you can look at something so horrible and just like have a coherent, smart thought like that and like put into words and you know I, I don't I don't know I just this is where I always get with books I'm like and authors I'm like how do you do this because this is so good <laughs> like it's so good and like the way that words can make you feel as a person when you're reading them on the page just absolutely never ceases it's, to it's a life me. lesson yeah it really is a life lesson to keep with you forever yeah exactly like never stop doing right mm-hmm. even if even if it's a left if it's yes yes exactly but uh anyway yeah that was one that was one of my favorite quotes in the book and you're right i did love the mom lisa i love the fact that she stuck with maverick even though he peaced out and had seven with aisha who in and of herself is quite a character yeah yeah but she stands up and she does what they need her to do when it's okay so i Without talking about the movie, it was Devante that got his ass kicked by King, correct? In the book. In the book. Yes. Devante okay. doesn't exist in the movie. Well, he does. Mm-hmm. Yes, he does at the beginning of the party. Kenya's t- th- her Kenya and Danasia gotcha, about the guy. Gotcha, and Danasia's gotcha, gotcha. there. Yeah. But he never shows up again. No. Yeah. And he's got a fairly main part in the book. Yes. Yeah, uh, for a side character, but yeah, because he comes to he comes looking for help. He wants to get out of yep. the King Lords, and yep. he's stolen money from King, yep. who is a pretty scary character in the book. And yep. um, Maverick and him were were friends because they were in the gang together. I mean, I, I, I it seems like Mav was the like right hand man basically of King right. at you know at one point. Um, I just don't understand how which I, I i'm sure i don't understand because i just don't um i i know he still has to essentially share custody of seven with king but other than that i feel like he should be completely hands off stay the fuck away from me and my family and i don't i don't get that a lot i think the tough part is like so uh, so king obviously lives with aisha and yeah. aisha is seven is seven's, seven's mom. mom so Seven doesn't really seem to live much with them. Nope. It's like she kicks him out. Yes, she kicks him out and says, you know, go basically go live with your real mom if you want to, you know. He, I mean, he calls Lisa mom and 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 he calls Aisha Aisha. Exactly, exactly. Like I loved that relationship. I really did. It. That was another one of those things. I'm just like, I love that. Even though this came from an extramarital affair she still took this kid in and knows and realizes knew that, that he yeah. needs a safe haven exactly and, and a not yes crappy place to be mm-hmm. it always pissed me off like every time just like just like star though when Ken- when kenya would call so i read it as kenya well the yeah entire time. but then you just watch the movie but then you watch the movie kenya. yeah and yeah. i was like no i like kenya better actually do <laughs> i do i like okay. kenya better um but yeah when kenya kept 
would constantly say my brother why you got my brother's yeah, sweater hoodie on, hoodie on? yeah yep. and she's like it's my brother it's our brother yeah, yeah like um that that was I, I guess i could see where like you know that would happen because she's a little protective you know kenya is like i need this yeah because he's he's the the barrier between king and exactly. her and exactly. getting her ass kicked by king all the time yeah so yeah i can see where she would be like that and honestly i th- i can't remember much um movie wise but in the book it's it's definitely fleshed out a lot more in the book than in the, in the movie yeah but yeah i wasn't a huge fan of kenya but she does get stars ass and gear in the sense like you you are the only one who's going to talk you are the one that was there you, you are the saw one who Khalil. knows what yes. happened yeah and if somebody's going to try to fight this it's going to be you because mm-hmm. nobody else can say that they were there yep and especially after all of the he was a drug dealer he was a thug he was on in a gang he had, he had a, a gun. gun yeah like so <sighs> she's, a hairbrush gun she's a hairbrush yeah it's a hairbrush but again something that's happened how many times mm-hmm. you know what i mean like somebody is going and and reaching for a license and they get shot uh somebody has a pack of cigarettes that they're going for and they get shot like this is just something you know retconning putting it into this for yeah. for the purpose of this book i mean it happens all the time right honestly i really love the whole relationship between the entire carter family yeah like it's a good one it's a really good Sakani being this little kid that yes. like i think i felt like he was a younger character than they had him aged at because i think he's 10 but i i felt like he was more like six seven yeah. with a lot of the antics that he was doing and yeah. how he had things how he was saying things and stuff maybe it's because i feel like eric's two and he's five so it just <laughs> yeah i know um so i have a question for you yes how do you feel about them like moving out of the house that they were in i fully understand why lisa wanted to get the fuck out of there Mm -hmm. i fully get it i want to save you want to save your family you want to get them out and it's not it's not moving them out to a place that's completely foreign like carlos and pam live out there they go to school out there she gets a job out there they have friends out there they have friends out there they have her boyfriend's star's boyfriend is out there yeah it's not it's not moving them away just to run away and i can also understand why mav wanted to stay and and showing the faith in the community and and being there for everybody yeah and not but at the same time, like, even once the store burns down, he's going to rebuild it. He's yeah. got the barbershop. He's going to make it bigger and better. So it's not going to just become another boarded up building because they're leaving. Right. Right. Exactly. And they're still going to be around the community to help it in in whatever way they can. They're just not going to specifically live there, live there anymore. And have their lives actually in danger. Because right. one of the quotes Lisa says is bullets don't know bullets don't always know where they're supposed to go. Exactly. It's uh, I don't know that that's a direct quote, but something along those lines. Well and not to mention the fact that like Star basically Star's life is in danger the minute that she Yeah, like I mean Star's like I said, Star's life is in danger the minute that she goes on TV. The min- like people are going to recognize her. They don't show her face. Yeah, but yeah. they're going to recognize yeah. her voice. They're going to know. Plus, there's word. rumors have already yeah. been going around that yep. she was in the car with him. People Khalil's saw her grandma leave. already knows that it was her. Right, exactly. April knows it was her. It's not a big, huge secret. Yep. It's not full outright named, but it's her. Right. Right. And so you know, she basically just 
starts blowing things up a little bit and yeah. just, hey, yeah, there, you know, this is everybody's afraid of this guy and whatever. She doesn't really do that until after Mr. Lewis. Yeah, I was going to say Lewis? Mr. Lewis, the yeah, barbershop owner the barbershop that's just guy, like, yeah. King's the biggest drug dealer in the neighborhood. Yeah, like, <laughs> you're going to get fucking murdered. What are yeah. you talking about? But um, yeah, I mean, but those are those little things where, and especially in their neighborhood where it was run by these two separate gangs and like, you know, they're they're basically a war zone between these two gangs that are constantly fighting and at war with each other. Um, the one thing that I did love about that is though is that once this happened, like they kind of dropped their differences a little bit. They all went to protest together. Yeah. And but yeah, I, I just I did love you know, it's it's tough because you're looking at a community that's has its hard a lot of hardships, stores closing gang problems, all that kind of shit. One of the other things, and I'm just going to totally jump ship from whatever we were just talking about and go hardcore right, her Tumblr feed. Yes. And her Emmett Till post. Yes. And the reason that Haley unfollowed her. Yes. Um, Fucking stupid bitch. I hate I, that girl. I absolutely despise that girl. She's like, awful. She's literally every white privilege rolled into one little ball of stupid shit. She's a fucking Karen. Yeah. Her name is yeah. Karen. She's a fucking Karen. Yeah. Hardcore. Um, the post, or yeah, the post that uh, prompts her to unfollow her is uh, the, her picture of Emmett Till. And in the book, like, I know what Emmett Till is. I know, or not what, I know yeah. who Emmett Till is. I know the whole situation. I know the story. I just had it in my head that it was 150 years ago and not just 50 years mm-hmm. ago and that it was 1955. Yeah. And I, that, reading that, I was like, holy shit. Like, yeah. And I know it's. Well, at this point, that's almost 70 years ago, but... Well, I do bad math. Yes. We already discussed that. I Thanks. do worse math, Katie. Yes. Were you not a math person? A math I am man? a math person. Yeah, exactly. It's the simple stuff. I use a calculator the all the time. Um, okay. I don't think this band-aid's big enough. Katie's putting on a band-aid now because my cat destroyed her finger while he was... Oh, nice job. Thanks. Nice job. There we go. There all right. Go. You're fine, right? Yeah, I'm good. You're good. We might have to chop it off. Alcohol <laughs> thins the blood. Anyway, I didn't. Yeah, I mean, he was only fourteen, which I looked up because I I knew he was young. I knew he was a teenager. The fact that he was fourteen, I just mm, mm. that like, if if you don't know the entire story about Emmett Till, just go just go do your research right now because it is horrifying. It was a made up story that got a kid lynched. His eye gouged out and then shot in the head and just all the things that shouldn't happen to a person um especially a 14 year old innocent boy yeah when nothing actually happened no no yeah um but yeah so yeah Haley unfollows her tumblr because she posts the mutilated picture picture. and and her comment is like ew star really like yeah i mean what what it no just don't just don't don't, she you also don't have makes, to speak. She also makes a fried chicken conversation. Right. Comment. Yes. About, yeah. It oh, was protect fr- it, it was fried chicken day. Protect it like it was fried chicken star. What do you mean? We just had it for lunch. Yeah. It's just like. Fried chicken's fucking delicious, but you, it's just, I know not to make a joke about <laughs> fried chicken to a black person right. because that is a thing. It, just it is, don't do it. Correct. It is something that sounds racist. Mm-hmm. And even if you are not meaning to be racist. You are racist by saying sounds, it. Yes. And it's not, it's whatever. Sorry, I've taken a sip of my drink. That's okay. Mine's um, almost gone again. Yours is almost gone again? God yeah, damn. I got to like, keep really my blood flowing. Slow. What is happening here? <laughs> what is happening here? I'm going really slow today. Um, 
so we did talk about how they all loved Harry Potter. And one of my favorite parts in the book, just like humor wise, was when she's talking to her parents about Harry Potter. And, you know, her dad brings up how Harry Potter is all about gang theory and stuff. I love it. I don't want to watch the movie with you because you talk through the whole movie. Yes. And like one of the one of my favorite lines, I laughed out loud. Um, Daddy, you're the worst person to watch Harry Potter with the whole time you're talking about. I deepen my voice. Why don't they shoot that N word Voldemort? (laughs) (laughs) Because really? (laughs) <laughs> why didn't they <laughs> i mean come on they i mean yeah they're magical people but like guns still exist I mean, <laughs> have to imagine yeah. yeah but maybe it was just like they knew voldemort would, would just like make a hole in his body and let the bullet pass yeah, through or exactly. something yeah, yeah exactly okay. i mean i guess it's really difficult to shoot a magical person i don't know i have no idea we've never Nobody, tried it. yeah nobody's tried <laughs> Somebody get on that. At any rate, that's one of those things that I... I, But I I did really appreciate his gang theory about Harry Potter. Yeah. And how they have house colors and they are all gunning for each other. And they have secret passageways and secret code words. And I was like... They don't snitch on each other. Yeah. 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 It's really... It was pretty funny. It was pretty good. Who are you repping? Um... I always rep Ravenclaw. I know. I <laughs> um, but Angie Thomas is a very, she was She's anyway, a Harry very fan. big Harry Potter fan. So um, it made sense that was why she would bring that into her book. So right after that, too, Star and Big Mav, her father, have a conversation um, about thug life. And yes. which, again, translates to from... Tupac, where is it? It's one of the his hate- songs, right? Does I think say? so. Yeah, something like that. The hate you give little, little infants, infants fucks, fucks everyone, everybody, or something like that. Yeah, and you know they're having this conversation about what do you think that means? What do you think that means? And like literally, what it means is the constant perpetuation of systemic racism. Exactly. I mean, that's all it is. You're the second uh, your black baby is born, they're already looked at in a certain light yes they already have all of this baggage yep put onto them mm-hmm. and it's a cycle it's a cycle and Where like they're they talking born? about what's their name exactly how much medicare or not medicare medicare medicaid i don't know whatever welfare welfare That's what i was going for jesus christ yeah exactly how much, how much are, are we paying on? for them yep. to have their social programs like that kind of stuff like this is all baggage that babies the second they're born are put it's put on them Mm -hmm. and the the whole conversation basically goes into you know why why did khalil have to sell drugs why yeah because he couldn't get money money any other way and that's what was expected of him he tried to look for other jobs it wasn't happening uh his mom was i think he had a job but he couldn't pay the bills to feed the family right right and drug dealing gets you a lot more money yeah He's got um, new kicks, new new earrings. Yep. Can feed his family. His grandmother is going through chemo. Take care of his, he's got a little brother, little sister. Cameron is a boy. Boy, I think yeah. so, yeah. And it's just it's just kind of like the cycle. The cycle keeps going. And, you know, um, well, why why are there so many drug drug addicted, you know, people giving birth to the, you know, babies or whatever? And it's just a cycle. It's, it's a cycle. Yep. Something happens and it just keeps going mm-hmm. um but yeah that's just the again systemic racism that i i wish that we would see the end of i just don't see it happening i don't i don't I think it's getting worse it does seem that way it really does seem that way with the with the two-party system the like it's the fighting more between and the right more and the divisive. left yes yes absolutely i think you're right i think you're absolutely right why do we pay for shit for anybody else mm-hmm. the whole conversation about 
you know, critical race theory in, in schools and teaching about the fact that in, I think it was Florida, probably, because it's always fucking Florida. The fact that, like, a I parent, heard Disney. Oh, my God. Fucking Disney. We, we all heart Disney. <laughs> but, like, just the fact that a parent can call up the school and say, my kid, my white kid feels offended by this because you're teaching about slavery and you're teaching, you know, these things that, uh, well, we're not slave. We don't own slaves. So why, why are we, why are we teaching problem? about, why them? are we teaching about, if we this? stop teaching about them, it'll stop happening. Right. I mean, Jesus Christ. It's just the stupid, the stupid thoughts that people have. I just, I can't even wrap my head around. And it's hard because you want to fight. Because there's a lot of fucking stupid There's thoughts. a lot of stupidity. And you want to fight every single battle, but it's impossible. Like, there's a lot of stupidity. There's also a lot of, like, selfishism. Self- mm-hmm. Ooh, that's Selfishness. A, <laughs> selfishism. Selfishism. Yeah, making up a new word. Yeah. I mean, it's a thing. It's, pat- it's patented Hashtag by selfishism. I'm actually going to write that down. Because there's no <laughs> way in fuck I'm going to remember it. And it's I like that word. Selfishism is great. It's like ageism, right, Chrissy? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Anyways, it's not all about you all the time. And I think that there's a lot of people in this country that have a hard time. It's not about you. It's about the greater good. Correct. And nobody sees it like yes. that. Not yes. nobody. There's a whole lot of... There's a lot of people that do see it like that. But there's a lot of people that don't. Well, and and I mean, you can literally take any argument right now and, and apply that. Because look at the fact that there are, uh, you know, a lot of Democrats are trying to get uh, Biden to just cancel student loans, loan debt. And... There are people who are like, well, I paid my student loan debt. Oh, this is bullshit. Blah, blah, blah. I, I, they should have to pay theirs, too. I paid my 10 grand for my college 20 years ago shit? as opposed to my 70 grand that Why people owe Why does it matter? Now. Exactly. Why does it matter? Who right. cares that you paid for it if it would help Good job. all these other people? Yep. That's the kind of thing. Like, I'm still paying fucking my college loans off. Are I'm you very really? close to being done with it. <laughs> very close to being done with it. And I'm not going to complain if that happens. Like, I think... It's a wonderful thing. Don't you feel like you should be rewarded for having paid almost all of your student debt? No, I'm kidding. I d- have been rewarded in a, in a way. You know, yeah, you I got just, a job. I have a job and I have a family. Which is like, more than a lot of people can say right now. It's also, just, it's frustrating. everywhere is hiring. It is. They, they really are. <laughs> but it's frustrating. It's just frustrating little things like that, that people just can't understand they can't really get around their like their selfishism yeah and understand that it's not just about you it's about the the country as a whole the world as a whole anyway um we're getting fucking like god we're going deep making up words yeah we're making up words we're getting deep up in here bleeding um okay one of my favorite (laughs) bleeding (laughs) i am one of my favorite conversations in the book happens at a pretty pivotal time um after Devante, they find Devante. he's been he's been um found by king beaten yeah i mean didn't he just show up at king's house i think uh i can't remember exactly oh what no no happened. no he went to go to the grave he went to go to his yes, brother's grave his brother's grave because <sighs> yeah he didn't want him to be alone so he went and saw his brother's grave in garden yes. in garden heights up. and he was found and king beat the shit out of him and was likely going to kill him if they didn't intervene in some way. So they go in, and this is Seven, Star, and Chris is there. Yep. And um, 
I think Kenya called them, right? Kenya yes. called them about Devante yep. being there. So they're having the um the King Lords are having a party in the back of the house and like this was kind of harrowing to like just like like yeah. oh my god, if he just walks in at any yeah. time, like yes. you're all in big trouble. Yeah. So that was You're all part. gonna get your asses kicked. You're all going to die. So thankfully they get him out of the house, they're safe and you know, whatever. He's that obviously... was like the one positive thing Aisha did in the end. Yes. Uh, yes. In her whole life, as exactly. far as I know. Yeah, she and you didn't you As it's happening, you don't realize that's I what's happening. I kind of did. I didn't until after Star said. I kind of did, and I'm glad that Star called it out on him, because I was like, she's helping. Like, she's yeah. gonna keep him distracted and well, get him out there. Yes, exactly. Because, well, it was Devante and not Seven, but it, I don't know. Devante's, they're not related at all, right? No, they're no. not related, no. Never mind. But, well, she knew either way that if, if King walked in there and found them... It found all of them there. They yeah. were going to get Absolutely. beaten. They were going to, if if or not shot. killed. Yeah. yeah. So that was the one good thing that that woman did, obviously, um, other than actually giving birth to Seven. Seven, who is awesome. Amazing. Um, He's such a good big brother. He has a great big brother. I love him. Knocking on the window of the limo, being like, you better not be I doing know, it in there! It's so funny. <laughs> so funny. But as this happens... They realize that um, right afterwards, they find out that the grand jury decided not to indict yeah. um, Officer 115. And I love the fact that he's seldom, like, his name is in the book, but that's she nobody, never called, no. nobody ever calls nope. him that. Yeah, I like that, too. Why humanize him? He doesn't need no, that. Absolutely I mean, not. he doesn't need to be humanized because everybody's going to do that for him, yep. you know? Um, including his dad, freaking uh, interview. Yeah, and Haley again. Ugh. Fucking stupid ass. His Haley. poor family. His poor family. Fuck you. Yeah. Who cares? Anyway, they're all still alive. Yeah, he's still living. He can still work, and he can still do whatever he wants. Um. So during all that, then they realize, okay, there's protest tonight. We're going to the protest, and again, Chris is with them. The only white guy, probably for miles. I. Adore the fact that he was like, fuck you for not letting me in. Yeah. I love you. I want to be with you. I support you. Yeah. I'm here. What do we need to do? They re- I, He was really, like, very supportive. And there were parts where you were just like, oh, Chris, stop being a, a bitch. Stop being a bitch right. about shit. But she didn't let him in on stuff, you know? Right. Like- Absolutely. And, and there was no point in time. So, yeah, he was a little bitch every now and then. But there was no point in time where he was like angry at her and like retaliatory and fuck you right we're done because right. you wouldn't first of all you wouldn't sleep with me second of all because of all these other things yeah he was like what do i need to do yep talk to me yes are you coming exactly what are we yeah. doing yeah no he he was a very good 16 year old boyfriend yeah um but they're having this conversation even though he was a white boy exactly yeah <laughs> but they're having this conversation as um you know, they're going to the protests or whatever, or on the way back from the protests. I can't exactly remember what, but they're talking about just like things that white people and black people do differently. And then there was this conversation. Um, okay. So he wants to ask a question. So they ask a question about white people first. Oh, and he was he trying to do like a question. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And this wasn't says, when he was trying to earn his black card. No, I don't think With the so. macaroni and cheese. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, that's after. Which is after. But he says, um, okay, why do some black people give their kids odd names? I mean, look at you guys. They're not normal. And then the only thing that goes through my mind when I'm reading that is what, who are we to judge what's normal? Yep. You know what I mean? Like, 
the white people aren't the keepers of normal. All of our names are just made the fuck up. It's all just letters put together. It's all just letters put together. Yep. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I love the like the explanation that they give. It's it's like just because our name doesn't sound right to you doesn't mean it's not a real word and that mm-hmm. means something someplace else. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, I don't know. I just thought that conversation was kind of funny. They they, they do have an entire like funny conversation about you know foods that yeah, macaroni, and macaroni and cheese is not a is not a whole last. It's not a meal. It's a side dish. It comes you know, out whatever. of a box. It's like even if it comes out of a box, it's way less a meal. Yeah. <laughs> not gonna lie, I eat macaroni and cheese as a meal all the time. But so do my kids. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Um, it's fucking easy. It's a great, but it, honestly, if I'm at a barbecue, it's a side dish. I'm gonna yeah. have it as a fucking side dish. But yeah, that's. I just wanted to point that out. Like who gives a shit what somebody's named? Like we're not the people who decide what's normal and what isn't. Right. Um, that's that. But there is, there is because of that whole concept of quote unquote normal names, there's built in racism and hatred and discrimination Mm -hmm. against you get a job application. You're the person interviewing and you have all these is Sarah, Chris, Katie, and then you have, Kenya, but it's pronounced Kenya yeah. or star with two R's. And it's Devante. like, yeah, yeah, it's immediately judged. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Especially if you're a white person. Yes, absolutely. Why? Precisely. Why? Precisely. And the reason why is just, again, the systemic racism. Like, we're just right. going to go back to this institutional right. thing. We're I mean, a, a melting pot of a country that's not melted at all. No, not at all. Not, not at all. blended in any way, shape or form. I kind of want to, I don't know when we should talk about Survivor. Should we talk about Survivor at all? Like can talk about Survivor, yeah. Do we want to take a pause and go get another cocktail? Oh, are you ready for another cocktail? Goddamn, girl. Okay, yeah, no, let's do it. And we're back. I was literally just going to say the same fucking thing. I knew you were, because that's what we always say. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Anyways, I do want to say, and we just discussed this a little bit, I... I'm glad that I watched the movie and we're going to be able to record the screen episode right after this. Yeah. But I wish we had talked about the book and then watched the movie and then done the screen episode. I know because it's so like, it's, it's too my, much in my the head. The book is tainted, especially mm-hmm. for the fact that I just watched the movie last night. I watched so it on Wednesday. So it's like Wednesday. right there. Yeah. Yeah. I watched it on Wednesday. So only two nights ago. But um, okay. So, Actually, I think I finished it this morning. Oh, did yeah. you? Yeah. Okay. I had fine. like 10 minutes left. Gotcha. Um. Okay, so just taking a step back, we I before we left, I had asked, let's talk about Survivor, Survivor really quick. And like the only reason why I'm saying that is because the Survivor episode that was literally aired on Wednesday night, I watched on Thursday night last night, and um, it it ties in so well. It really does to this book and this not even just the book, but systemic racism in general. Yep. And this whole conversation. Yes. And so like really quickly, if you are a Survivor fan and have not watched this past week's Survivor, skip a couple of minutes here because yeah. it's, this is a big spoiler. Yep. <laughs> so Katie. The episode is something chicken, playing chicken or going chicken. That's that the name called? of the episode. Okay. Yeah. And there are two tribals that happen. Nope. There's only one. Oh, two, two tribals. Yes. Two tribals one, have split There's up. one challenge. One they challenge, split up, they, they split up into teams, and both teams are going to vote out a separate person. Yes. Even though they're a merged team, which I thought was like a crazy wrench to throw in. I love it. I liked it. I liked it, too. I thought it was cool. Um. So the second team comes in, and they see that Roxroy, 
um, who is a black guy, has been voted out. And pre- before that, Chanel, who is a black female, had already been voted out in the previous episode. So now there's two black people sitting on the jury. And there's a team of five. Five to, a team of five comes in and two of the two of the players are two black females. And they are the two names that have been thrown around all day as to who is going to be voted out at this tribal council. The intention of the vote was to flush immunity idols. Correct. Because both of the black women have an immunity idol. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to play each other off of the other. Correct. To get neither one of them to play it or to get Drea to specifically not play it because Drea was the main. I feel like Marianne was the main. Or was it Marianne? No, I think Drea was. Okay. Either way. Because Marianne was on their team. Yes. Yeah. You're on, pro- yeah. Uh, Lindsay and Jonathan's right, team. Right, right, right. Yeah. So that's to keep their three. Okay. So after they come in and they see Roxroy and Chanel both on the jury. The reaction. The reaction. Is fucking. Immediate. And. Jaw dropping. Yes. Yes. Drea. The look on Drea's face is just. Obviously, you can tell she is feeling a ton of emotions. Like, Wow, how how did this happen? And it it's almost like, listen, I, Drea and Roxroy, Drea didn't really they like, don't e- like each they other. They don't like each other. They didn't get no, along. No, but she sees this. It's a tableau, basically, yes. and is like, wow, it's happening again. This is what's going on. This is what's going to happen. Another black person is going to get voted out tonight. There's going to be three black people. There are now only two black people left in the game. Correct? Am I wrong about that? Is it just Marianne and Drea? Right? Yeah. That's it. Yep. And both of their names had come up and were going to be dropped. So Omar's there. He's another minority. He's Muslim. Muslim. Yeah. Um, but he's not black. Correct. And so watching that with my kids last night, as I told you, I don't even know if my kids really like pick up on those nuances or really, but they sat there and they watched it and they watched my reaction to what was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I was crying and like looking mm-hmm. at my husband like, wow, like this is a really powerful moment of television. Just Drea's entire speech that she gave was so empowering and so eloquent. It was very, very well done. And supported by her emotion and Mm -hmm. it wasn't a hidden emotion and it wasn't a faked emotion it was on her face like when she when jeff asked her what she's thinking and she's like i i I don't know yeah and he's like well what does it mean she's like i i don't know and then she gets to the point in time where she says i am pissed yeah and like the scowl on her face and her eyebrows and like just everything about her that emotion was so raw and then Immediately after she says how pissed off she is, you have Jonathan behind her, who I've loved this entire time. I adore Jonathan. I have but loved he him. Could not have tasted his foot anymore last no. night if he tried. No, not last night. Wednesday night. He immediately said, "Why are you attacking us? Why are you being so per- aggressive about so it? Exactly, perpetuating the angry black woman stereotype." Because she's pissed off and upset about something and voicing her opinion on it. So now you've got this white guy with dreadlocks thinking that he is, again, the arbiter of what is right. And who said it earlier, earlier in the episode, somebody said, oh, I think it was Lindsay, actually, that said that he's just walking around being the male thinking that he needs to explain things to us. And and I was like, oh, my God, he really is. So now this this happens to be the white male thinking that he needs to explain things to people. So, like, that just whole... 
Unfortunately, that really soured me on him because when I'm, when I'm, if I'm going to be put in that position, my first inkling is to listen and shut listen. the fuck up. Listen to what they're going through because you, it doesn't, your opinion doesn't matter. Their feelings matter in are not yours. Exactly. And it pissed me off that he kept saying, he would say, well, I, you're calling me racist and I'm not racist. And first of all, they didn't say that. No. But again, the whole point is that they still, white people, us, still benefit from racism. Absolutely. That's the point. No, you might not be a racist person. Right. But you benefit from racism. You didn't vote off Chanel because she's black and then Roxroy because he was black. Because you weren't even a part of the Roxroy one. No. But you cannot sit here and say how I'm feeling is anything that you understand. Mm-hmm. Or take any of it on you, because it's not. Yes. There was, I can't, I wish I could remember the player. It was so many years ago, but there was another black woman that I loved on Survivor. And she was always cognizant of the fact, like, very much like Star in the book. Are you talking about Suri? No, it wasn't Suri. It was another long... Because they had Suri as, like, uh... Yeah, I know. It was part of, like, a commercial or something like that. Like, you gotta know where you're at and chill yourself down. And I was like, ugh. Well, it's very much like what Star has to do when she's in certain situations. Like, mm-hmm. she shuts herself off. I don't want to come across as the angry black woman. I don't want to give them a reason to call me aggressive and say these things about me and whatever. God, I wish I could remember her name, but she she was young, really long locks. Um, God, what the hell was her name? It'll come to me at some point. But I remember this same situation worrying about that she was going to be called the angry black woman and you know that kind of stereotype and like just the fact that they even have to worry or think like mm-hmm. that is really upsetting to yes. me because then marianne well marianne said it so unbelievably eloquent and like we were talking about with john whether it's scripted or not or rehearsed or not rehearsed re-filmed repeatedly right. to get it all out the way but she said it fantastic with you know everybody's got a one in 18 shot to win survivor but the burdens that you come in with or the privileges that you come in with some people have better shot than others exactly and it, it was the just everything she said in that whole period and i'm not a huge marianne fan no i kind of feel like Maybe she just needs to get laid or something to just chill her, like mellow her out a little bit. She's I like just, a seminary school. I, I think maybe that's what my point is. <laughs> just like <laughs> it. Honestly, the whole the I've been a Drea follower since the beginning. Like episode one, I was like, oh, I like her. I want to. Yeah. I'm I'm following her. Um, it definitely changed my opinion on some of them. Marianne, I might like a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Jonathan, I like a little bit less. I, Lindsay, I like a little bit more. Lindsay was I'm listening to you. Yes, I'm. We don't have to have an opinion on this. And right it was now. so unbelievably perfect that Tori was the one to go home because yes. Tori could not just shut the fuck up and hear anybody no, at she any couldn't. point she in couldn't. time. She's I'm a psychiatrist or psychologist. I, so, I'm so I, I just know what to do and what to say yeah, and I just and also my face is annoying. Um so Katie, <laughs> let's take let's table that conversation. Um our survivor talk. Like Ugh. we could probably start a survivor podcast. <laughs> oh my god, that would be insane. Um, With our leftover tacos. Exactly. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Um, So I don't know if you have anything specifically you want to bring in about the book one more time. There is, I want, I would like to have the last word on this because I'm, I'm literally just going to read the last couple pages of the book. Uh, I do want to touch one more time on uh, her friendship with Haley and Maya and that trio that was there um, when they have the protest in school. And I did actually fold down one corner. Um, 
and I went back to look at it today. I was like, that's not even that important of a section or what's happening. But the day of the protest of the school, uh, they act like I'm the official representative of the black race and they owe me an explanation. I think I understand, though, if I sit out a protest, I'm making a statement. But if they sit out a protest, they look racist. Yes. Yeah. And her trying to flip it to make it okay when she doesn't need to mm-hmm. and just her and Maya being able to bond over the fact that Haley is such a D-bag and all of her thoughts that she doesn't filter and doesn't she thinks she's quote unquote making jokes it's, yes it's not fucking funny it's not it's not a, it's not it's not a one joke one time might be a joke right more continuing it is it's is just perpetuating a everything. pattern it's a pattern and it's it's showing who you really truly are mm-hmm. um so that's really all i just and there and there was that conversation that her again star had with her mom about fr- friendships in general and she's and i wish i had flagged that but the mom lisa basically just said if it's worth your time if the bad outweighs the it, good exactly get rid of it. exactly and clearly that's what happened here yeah. and i actually love that that story ended that way and it wasn't like Haley came in and apo- like apologized and, yeah. and star was like okay i forgive you yeah i love that it's like no, we're no. ending this friendship because you just clearly you cannot not, understand. Yep. And you're not worth my time. Yep. So I actually really liked that that ended that way and her and Maya. It's another untied closer. bow that is yes. better untied. Exactly. Agreed. Um, okay. So I want to close our podcast just by reading the last couple of pages in the book. So it's gonna it's gonna take me a minute or two. Um, but I really think that it's it's a very important part of the book, and I literally want it to be the last thing that we say about the book. Um, so before the epilogue, though? Um, yeah. Okay. Because the epilogue... Where I just it, want to make sure. I'm just saying. I didn't know how about, like, the last... I just want it to be the last thing we, don't we talk, talk about, about in Bruno. Story. We don't talk about Bruno. Um, okay. So, you ready? <laughs> yes. Once upon a time, there was a hazel-eyed boy with dimples. I called him Khalil. The world called him a thug. He lived, but not nearly long enough, and for the rest of my life I'll remember how he died. Fairy tale? No, but I'm not giving up on a better ending. It would be easy to quit if it was just about me, Khalil, and that knight, and that cop. It's about way more than that, though. It's about Seven, Sakani, Kenya, Devante. It's also about Oscar, Ayana, Trayvon, Rekia, Michael, Eric, Tamir, John, Izel, Sandra, Freddie, Alton, Philando. It's even about that little boy in 1955 who nobody recognized at first, Emmett. The messed up part, there are so many more. I'm sorry, I'm going to cry a little bit. It's a cool, I'm glad goosebumps going. Yet, I think it'll change one day. How? I don't know. When? I definitely don't know. Why? Because there will always be someone ready to fight. Maybe it's my turn. Others are fighting too, even in the garden where sometimes it feels like there's not a lot worth fighting for. People are realizing and shouting and marching and demanding. They're not forgetting. I think that's the most important part. Khalil, I'll never forget. I'll never give up. I'll never be quiet. I promise. That's it. That is. Now we both need a tissue. (laughs) Um, Okay. (laughs) To Khalil. To Khalil. Okay. So epilogue. On to the epilogue. (laughs) The epilogue. Okay, Katie. It's such a good book. It's such a very good book. Really heavy thing to talk about. Yep. And obviously, we said this in the beginning. I, I hope that... We did it justice. We did it justice. And 
And even if we didn't in some way, I know people understand and know who we are. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And that we tried and we're trying to learn yes. whatever we can. And if they were listening to us, it would be awesome. Exactly. <laughs> That's funny. It's a good tie-in, Katie. Um, so, Katie, what is our next book? We are reading Faux by Ian Reed. Yes. Um, I am about 30 pages into it, yeah. and I'm kind of wondering what the fuck we're reading. <laughs> you picked this. I did. I you did. You picked the last couple. Um, yeah, and I feel really I feel really bad about Don't that. Don't feel bad, but... because we're reading good books, and I'm enjoying yeah, them, yeah. and it's it is what it is. I, yeah. Whatever. Uh, agreed. Agreed. And like, if you want to take a cut, you know, if you want to take I'm just several. just going to say, I think we need to start keeping track of who picks the next book. Yeah. I mean, just for fun. So. But I think we're good after this because you pick this one and then we're going to do Alice and then we're going to do Summer Sisters. Yes. And then we're going to do um, the one Chrissy said. Yes. Well, you don't say when you talk about fat. Yes. And then I think we're doing Time Traveler's Wife. So that's going back and forth. Yes. Yeah. And then we can do a better job going forward. Like. Bouncing back, bouncing back and forth. But we don't so. have to. Like if you got like this, I, I am. This book was on my to be read list. It's been on my to be read list for years, and yeah. I just never got to it. Yeah. And now you're glad that and you now did. I'm so glad I did because you marked it as a five on Goodreads. I did. It was Woo! such a good book. I love it. Such I love it. Book. I'm gonna. I can't wait to give it to somebody. That's like one of my favorite things is when I'm done with a book. Yeah. And I. I Knowing I immediately, right yes, yes, yes. Like, who can this go to? Like, yeah. I know I can't give this to so and so, but I can definitely give it to so and so. And just, yeah. I like, I it. gave. <laughs> so when we did the push, I gave it to um the girl Kate that's next to me. Yeah, she's got um a one year old. She just turned one, and I was oh, like, geez. "Have you heard about this?" And she's like, "Yeah, I'm kind of scared to read it." And I was like, "Okay." do you think either of your daughters is a psycho? And she's like, no. And I'm like, you can do it's it. Fine. <laughs> you so, know what's crazy is that I'm just having a feel like the, you said the push and I'm now just having an epiphany about what the push is. The push can be two different things. It's about a mom the pushing, pushing a baby yeah. out. Or but the also the, the stroller in the street. Yeah. Holy shit. How did I just get this? Wow. Wow, guys. Holy fuck. All right. That was a major epiphany that just happened. Anyway. Um, <laughs> guys, we want to hear from you. Yep, um, sure do. We have uh, social media. We've got Twitter and we've got Instagram. Find us at, at to be read pod, uh, at T-W-O-B-E-R-E-A-D-P-O-D, right? Yeah. Did I do that right? I think so. I said it really fast. You spelled it right. I did, yeah. Even though last time you said you weren't going to spell it anymore. I know, but I just felt like I needed to. It sounds good. I know. It really did. And it kind of flowed really well. Yeah. Um, We can also be emailed at, at, um, not at, just to be read podcast at gmail.com. Send us, you know, your stories. Uh, Send us if you just want to tell us how sucky you think we are. I I don't care. We'll read that shit on the, we'll read that shit out loud. (laughs) Tell us what you want us to do better. Tell us what you want us to do worse or yeah or like- not or not do ever again <laughs> um also please remember to um follow us on on apple and spotify uh you're rate- just gonna list them all again no that be funny though? Yeah. Uh, rate review and subscribe uh we would love some five-star ratings sure would. and some reviews yeah. um and katie i don't think i have anything more to say no. other than Join us next time when you make your Dewey Red Pile one book shorter. Bye, everybody. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) To Be Red is hosted by Sarah Westcott and Katie Willey. Produced, edited, and mixed by Chris Turo. Logo concept art by Rhiannon Kenfield. Graphic design by Steve Pius. 
theme song, Read to Me, written and performed by Austin Maffa. It's hard to talk about because it's a sucky, sucky, sucky topic, but yeah. then also in the same time, it's not something that we have a lot of experience exactly. in. Exactly. I'm going to hit pause for real quick so we can yell at our children. All right. And they're quiet again. Hopefully. They Maybe. Won't be, it won't be for long, no. but we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, can you please get my dinner, Mama?